Hello family, um, we are here by the will of God. We are purposed by the will of God to speak nothing but the truth of God without any, without subtracting anything from the way that God is about to share all the way that God has ministered into my spirit as his servant, as his vessel to share with you today and uh, before we can continue let me impress this thing on you the commandments and the instructions of god so the last time i spoke about from exodus thou shall not steal and thou shall not lie so i believe it's something that we or i am going to impress on your spirit so that you can be able to be more of the doers of the word than listening only than hearing or yes only so let us be the doers of the word so that the word of god can manifest and when the word of god manifests so that that means his will is done and his kingdom is coming or his kingdom comes because his will or his instructions and his commandments once we uh, be the doers or once we uh, impress it on our spirit and bind them in the tablet of our hearts so that means and and you know what the word of god will keep on reminding you or the holy spirit will keep on reminding you so we should meditate on his word so that we can be able to be reminded each and every time you know when you're thinking of lying there will be that word inside of your heart and it will just remind you that but thou shall not lie and you will just be reprimanded there and there so that is how the kingdom of god it will manifest that is how the will of god it will be done on earth as it is in heaven by us being the doers of the word amen <laughs> all right so let me impress this one on your spirit so we'll be reading from mark 12 30 up until 33 so the word of god reads love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength the second most important commandment is this love your neighbor as you love yourself there is no other commandments are more important than the two there is no other commandments more important than the two the teacher of the law said to jesus well done teacher is it true as you say that only the lord is god and that there is no any other god but he and love and to love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself as is more important than to offer animals and other sacrifices to God. So that is what the Holy Spirit is teaching us today, to love God and again to love our neighbor. So a neighbor, like I said, it's someone that you find sitting next to you it is someone that you find wherever that you go or that you sit that you are walking or that you're standing a person next to you is your neighbor because you can never be how can you not love the person that you can see but now you cannot even love how would it be possible 
to love God, the person that you've never seen, but the person that you see next to you, you don't love. So is it really um, that possible? So um, it's important that we love because God is the essence of love. So we need to love our neighbors. We need to treat them as you treat yourself. Love them as you love yourself. Because you know, you you, you can just, uh, for example, look at yourself, how you love yourself, how you take care of yourself, how you always clean, how you always need. Just imagine that. So the same kind of sentiment that, or the same kind of treatment that you are giving to yourself, God is urging us to even give it to another person. To give and give it to another person you are feeding yourself right so if ever you see another person hungry give them food if ever you have at that time give them food because that's that's how you love yourself if ever you see another person is lacking clothes or they don't have clothes give them clothes because that's how you love yourself all right so that is what the word of god is saying to us it teaches us humility it teaches us to love one another and to take care of one another you know i love the way by the bible is putting it love your neighbor as you love thyself as much as you care for yourself you love yourself you like looking beautiful making yourself beautiful if ever you see someone else licking something that you have give them so that they can be able to be beautiful so that they can be able to you know clothe them give them food if ever you have a place give them a place give them something if ever they see that they, this person has not washed and you can be able to offer them whatever that they need at that time avail yourself so that is here that is what the word is teaching us to avail ourselves and again treat others as you would want them to treat to treat you so that's humility that's what god is teaching us or the instructions and the commandments they are teaching us so that 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 this word just you know let, let us impress this word or even on our spirit even on our spirit let, let it become part of us let it become part of us so that is what i wanted to share with you um family so um moving <laughs> right along so i just wanted to share something that my friend wrote you know it's about submission okay that is not my topic for today but i just wanted to share what she wrote so in terms of submission as we know the bible is teaching us that wives should submit to their husband so she wrote on that um on that subject of uh submission okay i'm just going to read to you it says the problem here is not submission the problem is men who only know what the women must do and not know their roles as men are the word submission here is from the bible telling wives to submit to their husbands however before a man was told of her role and before a woman was told of her role a man was told of his role but because men want to subject their wives to pure abuse they use that scripture in a bad way before a woman submits a man is supposed to love his wife as church as christ love the church the question to us before we submit to anything who is the head of this man and what authority does he submit under? What authority does he submit under? Because remember, there is an order 
of God, right? And also, is he doing his role as required? The problem is not submission. It's the context in which the word submission is being used by men who does not want to be held accountable or who does not want to take accountability. So underline this one because I love this one. The question to ask before we submit to anything, who is the head of this man and what authority does he submit under? I love that. Before we can submit, do you know which authority this man submits under? You know, um, for me, I believe that there is an order of God, right? So it comes God, man, and a woman, right? So the way I understand submission, because everything, it has to flow in the order of God, right? So it's God first, which is the head of a man. So a man submits to God. And after, a woman will submit to whichever the man is submitted to, right? So that is the flow of God. In that way, man teaches a woman or God teaches man how to love his woman. And when a woman is being loved by this man, because remember when God teaches you how to love this woman, so that means this woman will be treated good. She will receive everything that is good because man is receiving instructions and commandments from God. So a woman, which he, he, she cannot help but be obedient to man. In a way, she is being obedient from the instructions that is coming from God. And remember, we are aligned here. If ever we are both submitted to God, so that means whatever the instructions and the commandments that are coming from God, it aligns beautifully because we are both submitted to God. That is the flow of God. It flows with order. There is love in the flow of God. There is respect in the flow of God. There is peace in the flow of God. So now I was asking myself this question that what if then I am submitted to God? Let's say we meet and I am already submitted to God. So I meet this man that he's not submitted to God. Maybe he's submitted to something to something else. Because a man who is submitted to God will never abuse his woman, right? A man who is receiving instructions from God will never suppress his woman or he will never emotionally or sexually abuse a woman because that man is receiving, is receiving instructions from God. So then what if I meet this man as I am submitted to God, but this man that I am meeting is not submitted to God? So what does it mean? Does it mean that we are unequally yoked? Is that where the word unequally yoked is coming from? Because remember, if ever, if ever the instructions are coming from God, it should be aligned with my path. It should be aligned with my destiny. It should be aligned with my purpose, right? And as much as a man has a purpose, again, everything should be aligned. So what is it that I will question if ever 
the man is receiving instructions from God because whatever that, that God is instructing man and if he come and instruct me this is what the Lord is requiring this is what the Lord is asking us to do I believe that because I'm already I'm aligned to the purpose and the plan of God and the will of God I believe I will be able it will be it will come as peaceful in my heart there's nothing that I can fight there is nothing I can complain about. There is nothing that I can uh, 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 argue about. I can never accuse anyone of anything because the words that come from my heart and bringing them to my husband and my husband instructing me is in the order of God and the will and the perfect purpose of God. I believe that I will have to be obedient because I know my father, right? I know how he speaks. That's very important as well. So everything becomes aligned. That is an order of God. It becomes aligned. So there is no abuse if ever God will instruct or the instructions that are coming from God, they don't cause any harm, but they are in perfect peace and aligned with our roles as men and husband and are aligned with our responsibility within the marriage and are aligned with our order, the way we should conduct ourselves in our marriage and not forgetting the purpose and the plan that he has for us. So everything is just aligned if ever a man is receiving instructions from God and if ever the man will come to me with those instructions that he has all the remember the instructions from God again they will teach him how he should uh, treat me it will treat it will teach him his responsibility it will teach him his role as a head in the family it will teach him how he should be able to conduct himself in a marriage in a relationship in us in this uh, purpose that we are sharing because remember the Bible says the two shall become one so when the two are becoming one in the plan and in the purpose of God because most of us we ask ourselves why is the Bible says the two shall become one where does we how does we become one we become one in the plan and the purpose that God has laid um, has laid in our lives that's how we become one so whereby each and everything that God is commanding, each and everything that God is instructing us, it is just a perfect plan and it is aligned with everything that we have purposed or that he has purposed in our lives. So everything it has to do with the plan and the will of God and everything it has to do with the purpose of God. So a man will be aligned a man will be taught and a man will know how to love a woman and a woman will be obedient and knowing that my body belongs to my husband alone and even a man will know that I should love only this woman and I will not dishonor our marital bed so because we see uh, that, that, that's that's the word of God that is in the word of god so i just wanted to share uh, a bit about that but i believe more is coming on the topic submission more is coming because um you know i don't know how we take submission you know submission some people take it as men having power in terms of controlling in terms of abusing in terms of doing whatever that is wrong that he will do and he will just hide behind but uh, the word of God says uh, women should submit 
to women so meaning the submission does not mean that even as women we should allow everything that is wrong happening to us because remember if you are a woman and already you are submitted to god god will teach you how to guard your heart he will teach you how to guard your heart so that you can be able to differentiate what is good and what is not good and again it will teach you not to settle for anything that is that god has planned and that is in the perfect will of god so being submitted it does not really bring uh, give men power to abuse you to hit you it does not really give them that uh, power to be able to uh, emotionally and sexually and physically abuse you it does not give them that power just because the bible says a wife should submit to their husband you know it does not give them that right it doesn't give them that power but again it will depend again on who is he submitted to where is he receiving his instructions and his commandments on how to love the woman right moving right along family <laughs> so that is a topic for another day i just wanted to share this with you but uh we will just get into it more and and i will let you know <laughs> so yes okay let's move to the word for today i'm so excited about the word for today you know i thought that we are done and dusted with the with the seasons you know remember i've been teaching or uh, the holy spirit has been teaching me about seasons so i thought we were done i thought we were done but you know god reminded me you know what i was supposed to share this with you but i don't know i forgot about it so uh in the week the holy spirit just reminded me like you know what you forgot about this go back and teach my people and you know about this uh, uh this message give them this message you know nothing it just you know you can never miss anything you can never miss anything god will just uh, remind you okay so something quickly that i wanted to share okay i remember the last time i was teaching about uh fear and anxiety whereby i was just sharing that you know we have built walls of fear and anxiety you know and we are in a place whereby we have um we are in this place whereby we cannot do much we cannot be who god has purpose in our hearts to be and we are not even be able to praise god or worship god or just received the receive the instructions and the commandments of god you know we are in this place whereby we are in prison of our thoughts we are in prison of our past um lives you know we are in prison of things that happen you know we are in prison of being afraid to uh, 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 invite god and being afraid to you know learn a new way do a new thing and we rather be in this uh, in this place where it does not offer any peace it does not offer there's no love in there there's nothing that really can uh, bring us into the presence or bring us into the perfect will of god there is nothing there's no sustainability there's no provision there it is just darkness that's where we are because we have built this walls of fear and anxiety and it is blocking us it is limiting us and it is making us believe that you know this is where i am or this is 
my end i don't know how to put it but this is where i am and this place it gives me comfort you know but you are comfortable in your familiarities you are comfortable in a place whereby there is no growth you are comfortable in a place whereby there is nothing that can lead you out of or into the light that you are supposed it is there's nothing that can uh where you are right now you are in a place whereby there is nothing that can bring you really into the presence of god and to rely on god and there's no growth in terms of your mind there's no renewal of your mind there's no renewal of of of, of hope in in the things that are gonna come your faith does not and everything is stagnant around you you there's nothing that that that, that, that gives you uh, uh, that growth inside of you that renews you you know to be able to see the plans or who to see yourself as god as god sees you so that is what we have succumbed to and again we get succumbed to the standards of this world because the standards of this world they teach us who we are and we tend to listen to that more than listen to who god says you are that is why we tend to just be stagnant and be in this place of uh or, or in this prison because you know the devil that you know the devil that you know you know <laughs> that is the message that i was teaching and in that place you will find that um you hid sometimes we hid from god i don't know if ever in that place we are hiding from god are we hiding from god are we like adam and and eve when god came and said but we are naked (laughs) and god knew that they were they were naked and he formed them right he formed them but they hid from someone who knew their nakedness who formed their nakedness does it make sense so we are there we are hiding from god in our nakedness and now we are just afraid and say but god i am naked because your fears and your anxiety you have conformed too much the standards of this world it has teaches it it taught you that you are naked you cannot come into the presence of god because you are naked right so that is what is what's happening to adam and eve like when god came and asking where are you but god you know we are naked now we cannot come out you cannot see us in our naked form but you know god was just saying that didn't i didn't i create you didn't i make you didn't i all along you were naked just now you just realized that you are naked now you're gonna tell me god that you are naked so that is what we are doing there we are naked i think (laughs) and we think god cannot really he cannot i don't know take our nakedness or he cannot you know see our nakedness or he does not know our nakedness but he does know our nakedness that's the point he does know our nakedness he just wants you to trust him he just wants you to um, have faith in him he just wants you to come as you are and connect to him or reconnect with him that is all that he needs from you right let's get into the word (laughs) okay so our word today it comes from ephesians ephesians so remember the last time when i was just teaching about the seasons you remember about the seasons so that if ever we knew the season that we are going through i mean our perspective would have been different right we'd be able to solve problems you know as intelligently 
<laughs> okay we're really able to 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 solve our problems you know in a better way or find answers in a better way or consult the one who knows everything about our lives you know the one who's not afraid of our nakedness <laughs> he's not afraid of your nakedness because yeah <laughs> so yeah so um yeah i was t- our the holy spirit was really teaching me about the seasons that if ever we knew the seasons that we were going through if ever the seasons were revealed uh, of what we were going through i believe that everything would have been different and we would have wouldn't have made any permanent decisions out of the temporary situations that we are going through right and our prayers would have been aligned to the joy that comes in after sorrow remember that yeah we would have and i I just can imagine that the fights you know we wouldn't be able to wouldn't be fighting you know we would just be in this perfect alignment with god that god i know that in this uh, pain, in this sorrow that I'm going through, Father, I know there is joy. And right now, my mind is focusing on the joy. I'm not focusing on everything that is going on around me right now, but I'm focusing on the joy that is coming. I'm speaking on the joy that is coming. I am praying on the joy that is coming. And I am speaking life into the joy that is coming into my life because I know the season that is. Uh, that I'm in right now, it will bring me to my joy, but it will bring me to my joy once I start speaking to alignment, once I start speaking to my joy, bringing my joy. You know, have you ever realized, you know, the Holy, the Holy Spirit taught me something, it taught me something that, you know what, when you become the doer of the word, right, because the word will manifest. So when the word manifests, it brings the promises of God much more quicker. Hmm. I was like, yeah, meh. It brings the promises of God much more closer and much more quicker because now you are man- you are doing the word. You are doing something different. Okay, for example, I've just heard people like, okay, this is my situation. This is what I'm going through. You know, I'm praying to God about it. But yes, you are praying to God. But what are you doing in what in when you pray? When He instructs you, because you know what, the only way to change a situation is whereby you are doing something different to that situation am i making sense am i making sense <laughs> all right um i don't know how to put it okay uh, okay like um if i'm having a, a problem you know and i keep on remember you have to do something different to afford to solve a problem or to change the situation because now if ever you keep on praying and you're doing the same thing over and over again that means you are not going to get the results or you're not going to change the situation. But for you to change the situation, you need to be the doer of the word. That's why in his commandments, we need to be the doer of the word other than hearers of the word. Because if ever you can read Proverbs, Proverbs will say, do this. And in return, because you are doing this, this is what will happen because you are doing this. Right? So a change happens when you start doing something to change your situation did i just say that (laughs) change happens when you are willing to do something different towards the change right so that's why we need to be the doers of the word how else if ever you are in your sorrowful season right but if ever you're not doing anything if ever 
you're just not doing anything to bring change into your sorrowful situation because you know your joy is coming but you need to change the situation by doing something or by changing the situation when you change the situation that means you are doing something different that will make change come sooner or come quicker that will bring your joy the the more you do the word the more the word will manifest and the when the word manifest that means the change is coming the change is just here because you are doing you are changing the situation when you do again in the when you do something different remember now you are being prompted by faith right you are being prompted by trust right you are being prompted in having hope that whatever that you have asked from god or whatever that is happening into your life now because you are putting your faith in action now you are putting your trust in action and trusting god by doing everything that god is instructing you to change the situation that means your joy is soon your your your, your harvest is soon because you are putting action into your faith you are putting action into the change that you want to see right so the word of god manifests so once the word of god manifests but the word of god will manifest once you become the doer of the word because faith without works is dead so that's how you are bringing your faith into action that's when when you bring your faith into action then comes the manifestation of the word after the manifestation of the word that means now you are on a path of overcoming you are on a path of victory now your joy it just comes sooner your harvest comes sooner your dancing comes sooner you see now we are back into the seasons though your dancing comes sooner right yes that's so that is how the holy spirit has taught me into this that when we become the doers of the word we are prompting the faith and when faith is caused into action that means our god our father hear us and our father is able to come and strengthen us is able to come and give us whatever that we are asking for because now our faith is in action we are faithing we are believing and now because our faith is prompting us to act on the word that god has given to us that means now victory is just here so the manifestation of the word bring change much more quicker bring your joy much more quicker i hope you got that right so let's go into our word for today so there's a season that i did not talk about you know um it's a shedding season a shedding season and now you remember you know after winter comes what autumn autumn now it's windy it's that season whereby it's windy so the windy season is clearing out every dry branches or leaves and everything now spring comes spring comes it's more like autumn clears away everything that is 
you know that 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 that, that, is, that is, it clears everything. Let me just put it like that. Now spring comes, you know, spring comes with its new leaves. You know, everything is green, everything is colorful around the world. You know, it shows that spring has come, and now the you know it brings new leaves, new life. You know, everything is just been rejuvenated. It has been strengthened again. So. Let me just uh, read from Ephesians 4, uh, 22 verse to 23, just to give you a clear understanding of what I want to share with you. Okay, so Ephesians 4 from verse 22, it says, okay, let's start from verse 20. That was not about, that That was not what you learned about Christ. Okay, you certainly heard about him and his followers. You were taught the truth that is in Jesus. So get rid of your old self, which made you live as you used to. Which made you live as you used to. We are talking about the shading season. Uh, The old self that was being destroyed by its deceitful desires. We are talking about the life that you lived or that you used to live. That life is the old self that was being destroyed by its deceitful desires. 23, it says, your heart and mind must be made completely new and you must put on the new self which is created in God's likeness and reveals itself in the true life that is upright and holy. Okay, let's continue on that. Verse 25. No more lying then. Each of you must tell the truth to one another because we are all members together in the body of Christ. 26. If you become angry, do not let your anger lead you into sin. And do not let your anger lead you into sin. And do not stay angry all day. Don't give the devil a chance. So that's what we are learning whereby you know in our shading season we need to get rid of our old nature the deceitful nature you know we need to bring something new that is in the likeness you know i love that that is in the likeness we talk about god character we talk about how you should conduct yourself that will bring change you know you know the scripture are aligned so beautifully now we are talking about change. We are talking about being aligned to the instructions and the commandments of God because we are talking about God's likeness. So God's likeness bring about you changing, you adhering to the instructions and the commandments that God has uh, instructed you to do so that uh, uh, God's likeness and reveals itself in the true life that is upright and holy. You know, how else are you going to be living or able to live this upright and holy life if ever you are still caged? Remember our anxieties and our fears? They are caging us into this, into our former life. They have caged us, imprisoned us to our former lives of deceitfulness, of lies, of anger, of everything that does not resemble the, the, the body of Christ. But now, because now, if ever we are being renewed, you know, that is the shading seasons. When you are in the shading season and you are bringing your new self uh, into 
the presence and the will of god that means your new self should be completely in the love of god should be completely in god so by being complete in god and by being holy and upright that means now you need to live by the instruction and the commandments of god because it will teach you you know it will discipline you it will reprimand you and it will take you out of your comfort zone it will take you out of your place you know it will take you out of your former life it will take you out from the things that you chose to live by you know remember i said we have conformed conformed to the standards of this world not really conformed again to the standards of this world but then again we are caged by our anxiety and fears so our anxiety and fears they are limiting us they are blocking us from which god has destined in our lives so that is the i just want you to understand it so it's very important that we go through this shading season so that we are able to take we are able to change so that we can live in the incomplete uh the likeness of god which he has destined us to be we have to get rid of the former self because the former self brings anxiety brings fears upon our lives and now we are conditions by the standards of our fears and anxiety we are conditions by things that was in the past in our past by the pain we experience by the suffering by whatever that happened in our lives we are being conformed to that and that is not how god wrote our books that is not how he fashioned our days to be conformed in our anxiety in our fears and remember i even shared the scripture that the bible says he did not give us the spirit of timidity and a fear but he gave us the spirit of power to be able to speak to be able to be come out to be able to be strengthened and again of 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 and of, of a sound mind of a sound mind that what he had given to us so if ever where you are you don't have a sound mind so that means the devil have access he will come and speak whatever that he wants to speak because you don't have a sound mind you are distressing you are complaining you are crying you are angry the next minute you are so many emotions all at once you don't have as your mind is not at peace so we need that we need that shading season it's it's a season of introspection it's a season whereby you allow there's a mirror you allow to see the man in the mirror and you just ask that man questions relevant questions who are you what is your identity who are you going do you have a purpose in life what is that purpose in your life what is your goal what is the what are you destined for who are you you know there are questions that we need to ask in our lives so that we come out of that prison we come out of that cage we come out of our fears and anxieties because they have taught us they have suppressed us to this image to this likeness to this uh, a world that we know nothing about and what was going to happen because in god we are safe we are pro- protected right but where we are right now we are in this darkness and we don't even know what is going to happen what's going to how are we going to be saved and delivered out of that but we are going to be saved and delivered if ever we transform 
to our old self and we allow God to we allow God in our in our lives so that he can be able because he is the only one who can lead us who can transform us he is the only one who can renew us so that is what most of us we don't do we don't want to clear the clutter in our lives we don't want to get rid of things that are not needed because we keep on caring we caring we caring so much and we need to let go and let God we need to let go and trust God we need to let go and be submitted to the higher power which is God we need to let go and trust God and have faith in God we need to let go and find our identity we need to let go and find salvation we need to let go and find deliverance we need to let go so that we can find redemption we need to let go so that we can be able to heal we need to let go so that we can be able to live a life that God has purpose for us to do we need to let go and live a life of purpose whereby in the life of purpose god has given us a word that word we will it will guide guide us that word it will guide us that word will strengthen us that word will lead us to where we are supposed to be so it's very important that we guard it's very important that we find god it's very important that we go through this season of shading you need to, there's so much that we need to shed. There is so much that we need to let go. We need to bring a new person. But how are you going to bring a new person when you are still clouded by your fears and anxiety? We need to cast them to God because he's the only one who can redeem us, who can save us, who can deliver us, and who can lead us to where we're supposed to be, which is where peace and love is. So that's it, family. So from me, without adding, without subtracting, I'm just hoping that you have learned so much. You know, grow with me. Grow with me spiritually. Let us grow together. So let us go through this shading season. If ever you never had a moment of introspection, I want you to have that moment. I want you to have one-on-one with yourself and invite God. Don't have one-on-one only with yourself. Invite God so that he can be a mirror. He can be able to give you the reflections of your life and he can be able to advise you, to lead you, to strengthen you and to make you see or to reprimand you again and make you see what is lacking in your life. And you know what I've, I've learned in me being the doer of the word as I've been practicing? You know, I've learned that I'm able to overcome my fears, my anxieties, my sins, if ever i am doing i am doing the word of god i'm able to be disciplined because each and every time i would look at my life and i'm like okay god what is it that i'm doing and even each and every time when i'm about to do something wrong about uh, for example lying there will be that way that shepherd remember thou shalt not lie and i will just reprimand myself there and there you see when you reprimand yourself there and there and you tell the truth that means you are overcoming isn't it you are overcoming you know by doing you are overcoming that's it by doing you are overcoming because by doing you are allowing the manifestation and the will of god have you ever realized that by doing the word of god acting on the word of god right there and then that means right there and then you are trying what are you allowing you are allowing two things the will of god and the kingdom of god to reign at that time that is what we are doing and we are not realizing that 
we are not realizing that by doing so, by acting on the truth that God has given you, by being upright and holy in the instructions that he has given to us, the minute you're about to do something wrong and the word of God reprimands you and you do exactly what the word of God is reprimanding you not to do, or you are just reminded of the word of God that thou shalt not steal, and you stop stealing the will of God. The kingdom is reigning. The will of God is being done at that time in your life. So you see what you are, what you are, you are aligning yourself to the perfect plans of God at that time. So hence, you know, the Bible, you know, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful when the word just comes alive into our lives, into our situation. See, so that is what you need to do. Each and every time you read the instructions, you read the commandments of God, you bind them around the tablet of your heart, you bind them around your belt of truth, you bind them and you live by them because the Bible says that and impress them on your children. When you walk, when you sit down, wherever you go, impress them even in yourself and ask the Holy Spirit, guide me through this, reprimand me each and every time when I'm tempted to do something wrong, reprimanding and let me be the doer of the word at that time, at that second. And that's when, again, beautiful thing, the will of God and the kingdom, it is reigning in your life. In Jesus' mighty precious name. So thank you, family, for listening. I'm hoping that, you know, you are able to grow from this and you are you know i don't know god is sharing so much with me and i will be sharing whatever that the holy spirit has been sharing with me remember i'm going to repeat this over and over again the word of god is to free us to deliver us to heal us oh my goodness to give us answers to which we are looking for and to heal us and to just uh, uh, um, elevate us to where he wants us to be and to save us from this cage from this prison of our anxieties and our fears you know the word of god just wants us to be free and just to live in the perfect uh, will of god and his peace and his love and his ex- to experience his promise then or his inheritance or whatever he has promised to us and remember what i said when the word of god manifest the promised land that means it's going to come quicker the will of God just comes there and then. The kingdom comes there and then by just doing the will or by just doing what God has instructed us to do by being the doers of the word. So thank you, family, for listening. Up until next time, stay blessed.